Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. Hour number two on a chilly Wednesday here on One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you and talking Bills Dolphins as we close in on a game a day earlier. Saturday night, primetime football. Be airing on NFL Network if you are outside the immediate Buffalo viewing area. It will be on local channels here in Buffalo, uh, WKBW. TV Channel 7 here in Buffalo on Saturday night. Just so you're aware of how to watch. And, of course, you can listen on the Bills Radio Network, which includes WGR 550 here in Buffalo. So, uh, Steve, I asked Jason McCourty the question. He couldn't put his finger on it. I'm going to ask you the same question. How in the heck is Miami, when they play at home, a top three defense in points allowed, allowing 15.4 points per game. But on the road this year, they're allowing a league-worst 31.4 points per game. How does that happen? Um, it's such a it's, wide disparity. Yeah, I think it's a number of things, and I think it's—I don't think it's indicative of the kind of game they play. Um, I, a two-touchdown difference is enormous. Yeah, though. it is. And you could – you can make all the inferences you want, but I, I think it's probably a little bit of it is is being at home. They communicate better. They have their protocols better. Um, they played New England at home. They can't score. They played the Bills at home. The Bills only put 19 points up at them. An impressive one was the Bengals. The Bengals scored 27 on them. The Jets uh, – I'm sorry, that's not – the Bengals were on the road. Then they had Minnesota, who could only put 24 up on them. The Steelers can't play offense. And the Browns can't play offense. So is it simple And the Texans saying, can't play offense. But that was, was that at home? Was yeah. Houston at home? Yeah. Right, so they had a soft home schedule, basically. Yeah. Houston, Cleveland, Pittsburgh this year. Minnesota was a tough game, but they scored 24 on, on the Dolphins. 
the Buffalo Bills, which in, they you know got baked, and New England Patriots. It's a soft home schedule, Brownie. Okay. That's on a- the road, let's look at it on the road. They were at Baltimore, gave up 38. Yeah. And they won. were at Cincinnati, gave up 27. They were at the Jets, gave up 40. They were uh, at How in Detroit. The world? They were at Detroit and gave up 27. They were at Chicago, gave up 32. They were at San Francisco, gave up 33, and at the Chargers and gave up 23. Wow. I mean, you don't have to look much further than that. Wow. It's, even so, I mean, I realize... Schedule matters, man. No, I know it matters. It shouldn't matter by two touchdowns over the course of a season. Well, here's the thing, too. Usually, in years past, two of those games, most notably the New England Patriots and the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, don't go down there and score a combined 17 points. Right. They don't lay an egg. They don't lay eggs. There's two of them. And it was, you know, there's only, you know, five or six of these games we're talking about. And the Bills underperformed. And the Browns. I think you can Jacoby. say the Bills underperformed the, with half certainly. a roster. That's right, half a roster. And the Browns are scoring 17 points. And then they play the Texans on top of that. So, yeah, it's, that's as much to do with it as anything. I okay. think. All right. I think. That's a pretty good assessment. I'll give that one to you, Steve. Good job. Um, yeah, I, the disparity is... It's it's big. Like in the, in the span of a season, you don't see wide swings right. like that. Yeah. And, I'll, and the perfect I'll give you a perfect example. Buffalo, which has had the toughest schedule in football, at home they have the second best points allowed defense, 14.4 points per game just ahead of Miami in terms of best home defenses in the NFL. On the road they're fifth. Now, the number right. goes up, but not yeah. not Enormously, Not two touchdowns. It goes from 14.4 points allowed in home games to 18.6 points allowed in road games. It's I a four-point difference. I get it. Four I and a half it, points. I think it's a statistical aberration because of the way their schedule felt, fell and the fact that you've got a couple of teams on there that notoriously are pretty good scorers that didn't score yeah. or having down years. And, you know, they're yeah, – so, yeah, and they're at Detroit who is a team that can really score but can't stop anybody. Yeah. You know, it's just – that's to me, that's it. Schedule matters. Schedule that's matters. That's your answer. And I'll say this. If going for one step further and you look at the Buffalo Bills and their schedule, they've had the toughest schedule. I've been, I've been pounding this drum. Yes, you have. Schedule matters. And the Bills are on a four-game four winning streak with – you know, and you as you mentioned, and rightfully so, I mean, they've – have scored fewer and fewer points as this you know month has gone along. Thirty-one in a win, twenty-eight in a win, twenty-four in a win, and now twenty in a win this last week against the Jets. Uh, they got hammered earlier, and people were you know kind of trying to you know they're you're splitting hairs with this team because they're so good, and now they you know they've got a four-game winning streak, and everybody's like deducting from their expectations because of style points. You know, just win, baby. Hey. They won by eight over the Cleveland Browns and the and the Detroit Lions. They did it late. That was a tough game on the road. One by three. The the New England Patriots. They won by fourteen, and it could have been more. They, they won by fourteen, and it looked it felt like fifty. 
not only for the Bills fans, but for Patriot fans. And don't forget, they had a 41-yard touchdown call back on a penalty. They were gasping. The Patriots were gasping to stay afloat in that game, and they just couldn't do it. And, of course, the Jet game, you're playing against a top-five defense in cruddy conditions. So you're not going to score 38. So I'm I, the stu, the thing about this the the offense you know wow what are they doing oh my gosh they signed Cole Beasley and John Brown I, listen hey they're they're the best team in the conference and they're there for a reason they played the toughest schedule they've been as injured as anybody in the league and they've gotten not only gotten by doing it they have thrived I would I would consider they were I, I'll say it again they were a quarterback sneak executing a quarterback sneak for no gain away from being. The number one seed. 11 and 2. They're 10 and 3, and they're still the one seed. Yeah. So, everybody take a deep breath, and let's watch this game this week in a snowstorm together (laughs) with cocoa, hot cocoa. Are there marshmallows? And marshmallows. (laughs) An electric blanket. I don't need an electric blanket. I'll be okay. Hey, those are money, man. I got one. Oh, they're use it. They're great. Yeah, they are nice. Uh, my yeah, wife has so, one of those. It's always on high. And I and I, I not for nothing. As a player, I remember looking down the road because we did this. We were in this exact scenario with the exact franchise coming down the stretch to win, either to get in or for the division title. Winner gets a home playoff game, probably against the other team. Yeah, and well, it's a yeah, it's a, the, Who the knows playoffs yet? are a little bit more complex now that there's seven right. teams, and it's a little further down the road than usual. But it's, we're in week fifteen, and that's what this game is. And I know this is a player when it's saw it coming. You look, you know, we had a bunch of pretty good players in my locker room. You could see it coming. They were let's go. It was. This is a. This is a big game well, for it, players. You almost treat it like a playoff game itself. Yes. Right. And yeah. This is a chance to get in and make a statement about how good you are in that division, and and plus you got a little bit of added fuel for the way that game went last time. I mean, don't let me. Forget, let me tell you, it's not just the players either. You remember Ken Dorsey's little fit he threw after the Miami game? Oh yeah. You don't think he's thinking about that? Well, I. I think they felt they were an eyelash away from pulling off what was deemed by many to be an impossible task. Beating a Dolphins team in extreme heat in which players were dropping like flies and they when you only came to the game with like 46 to begin with right. and you lost about eight by halftime and you already had seven starters inactive due to injury. And then you, and then you lose some of the guys that you had starting, in the game. Spencer Brown goes down. Uh, one of the guards went down late in the game. Mitch Morse went out of the game for a spell. Isaiah McKenzie's throwing up at halftime. They're getting IVs everywhere. Um, Christian Benford breaks his hand and can only play on special teams. I mean, it was, it was one after another. Poyer and Hyde were both out, and they still almost won the game. Poyer and Hyde were both out. Yep. Tredavious wasn't there. Edmonds. Yeah. Good grief. Yeah, it was a long stretch. They lost by two. I said in my tr- my mock int- intro they that lost they lost by, by three. three. Yeah. It was only two. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Well, it was one of those things like you saw in Animal House. Yeah, I'm on a roll. Be quiet. He's on, a, on roll. a roll. <laughs> <But> nevertheless. <laughs> <laughs> 
fix that on Twitter or something. <laughs> Nevertheless, you're right. I mean, the Bills have every, had every reason to, and, and you know, they had every excuse, but they also had every reason to be as frustrated as Ken Dorsey was after that game. Let's not forget this either. And Josh had that one, Isaiah McKenzie, that he just know, missed like, it. Just yeah. missed it. Let's not forget this. Josh Allen threw for 400 yards in that game. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he's probably not going to throw for 400. No, because he had 63 pass attempts. Yes, and there's and it's going to be 25 degrees and snowing. Right. It's 25 and snowing's cold and bad out. And I'm, I'm going to be sitting up behind Murph in the radio booth. Yeah. I might bring a blanket. I might stuff an electric blanket in my backpack. It's cold, man. It is cold. Uh, we are going to take a break here, though, because when we come back, practice is ended, and we expect to have one Taryn Johnson fresh off the field here in studio next on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. All right, welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. And it is that time in the show where we go fresh off the field. And here, fresh off the field, is one Taryn Johnson. And he is brought to you by Austin Air, the official clean air provider of the Buffalo Bills. Taryn, welcome. Uh, warming up after a little chilly practice there. Uh, and we were just talking about before we came on the air, it's like old home days right now. Yeah. I mean, you think about all that. You run down the list. Just from last season to now, Jordan Phillips, Shaq Lawson, uh, A.J. Klein a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. John Brown, now Cole Beasley. Dean Marlowe. Dean Marlowe, I forgot. Man, I almost got the whole yeah, list. Yeah, Dean yeah. Marlowe. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, What's that feel like? Like when you've been, you've been here the whole dang time yeah, and then yeah, all, it's yeah. like another guy's coming through the door. Another guy's coming. What's that like? I mean, a little bit of deja vu, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm happy to have all those guys back, though. You know, I feel like obviously they helped us in the past and – I feel like they're going to continue to do that moving forward. Yeah, you got – and you said – I was asking you off the air. You're kind of in your process. You're going day at a time. This mm-hmm. What happened in week three is kind yeah. of off your radar. You mm-hmm. got this game to think about and yeah. this game plan to get ready for. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that's just how I look at every game, you know. Um, the next game is the most important, and this is the next game. So, I'm, I'm very excited for it. How Cole looks in practice is going to go a long way in determining whether he's up – for Saturday night's game, you know, on the part of the coaching staff, the athletic training staff, what have you, mm-hmm. I'm sure you probably got a few reps against him in mm-hmm. practice today. Does he look like the same old Cole? Or uh, To me, he does. You know what I'm saying? He's still got that same quick twitch that, that he's so famous for having. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited that he's back. So hopefully we can uh, get him out there and, and see what he does. You've, you've been around and you've you know, played a bunch, and mm-hmm. you've seen these guys come in. Now, what's the most – what's the what you're worried about most when a guy comes off a little cold? Like, you know, John Brown came in a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. A.J. Klein came in a couple weeks ago. Now Cole comes in. Uh, what's the biggest worry for the – for the you know, for the – I guess the sports science guys? You know, what, what are they worried about with these guys coming in uh, physically? One, um, just making sure that they're not going out there – overworking themselves and stuff like that you know what i'm saying i don't i don't know where they were before they were here you right. know but uh just making sure they don't overwork themselves or or strain something because that's that's what tends to happen to some guys when they come back after being gone for a minute that's what happened to xavier rhodes right yeah. i mean xavier can't exactly. come in, popped a hammy and exactly. you know, he had to sit for a while yeah, yeah. For sure i know that week three is way in the rearview mirror but you were one of the few guys that played a hundred percent of the snaps yeah. in that cauldron of 120 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Can you describe what that was like? Because I talked to Greg Rousseau right after that game in the mm -hmm. locker room. Here's a kid that played at the University of Miami. Yeah. Now, they played a lot of their games at 4, mm -hmm. not 1 o'clock, and he yeah. said it's a huge difference, yeah. believe it or not, down there. But he said that was like one of the two hottest games he has ever played in back there in Week 3. Where, where would you rate it, and what was the most challenging thing about those specific conditions? I mean, it's tough because – you're practicing in, in Buffalo, and around that time it wasn't too uh, too hot. It was probably around 70, 60 degrees. At best, right? Yeah, right. you know yeah. what I'm saying? Here. In, yeah. Here in Buffalo, but the humidity is such a difference going to Miami. And, uh, it, I mean, it's tough. It's hard to breathe. It's it's definitely a difference. But the good thing about it is they got to experience that when they come down here, not uh, just the other way around. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. So let – sorry, Steve, but let's let's move forward now because snow is in the forecast, mm -hmm. even right at kickoff. So if it becomes measurable, um, the challenge for a defensive player like yourself, the offensive player knows where he's going. Yeah. You're in a reactive mode, mm -hmm. obviously, as a cover player. How do you best keep yourself from losing ground when maybe your footing isn't ideal? Like, do you yeah. balance your body differently to cover and plaster as best as you can when there's snow on uh, the ground? Probably not. I okay, mean, you still play the same yeah, way. Yeah, I still, I still play the same way, but definitely there's some challenges with that because you definitely could slip. Could I mean, and that's just... <laughs> that's just part of it. Hopefully yeah. that doesn't happen. Hopefully I don't take that wrong step or anything like that to put myself in a bad position, but just got to keep playing. Okay. So you've been, you've been, you're the nickel corner have been, this is your fifth year. Yeah. I mean, you're a fixture now yeah. on that group with, you know, Micah and Jordan and, mm -hmm. and Tredavious and, you know, Milano. And, yeah. I mean, you're, and you're probably the, maybe the only guy who's taken every snap you were supposed to this year. You're mm -hmm. the only guy that's kind of still standing. What, a, what does that Give us an, a, a synopsis of this group this year, your fifth year you're in the mm -hmm. league. How is this team this year different than your four, three, two, and one? Uh, I'd say it's a, it's a huge difference. Um, I'd say this year I've been taking more of a, a leadership role. And um, just the fact that those guys haven't been on the field, it's been a little different with, with the safeties in the corners, right. just with communication and stuff like that. I mean – not taking any away from those guys because I feel like they've done a good job, you know what I'm saying, uh, with Micah, Poe out, Tredavious out, you know what I'm saying. So those guys came in and, and, and filled in very well. So I'm just happy we got Trey back and, and, and Poe and Matt and pretty much most of the guys back. And I feel like that cohesiveness, we're going to uh, continue to go forward. You got a shout-out from one Michael Carter of the Jets, the running back, because he was asked after the game – about his fumble play, you mm -hmm. know, DeMar punched it out there, yeah. but he said he had a chance for a big play, but he said you made a good read on the play mm -hmm. and screwed it all up basically mm -hmm. for him, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which sent him where he went, mm -hmm. and then he's lunging forward, and that's when DeMar punches it out. What Walk me through that play um, before the fumble happened. Because um, you got a piece of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so basically I'm in the box uh, kind of – like my linebackers yeah, role, yeah. and uh, I get pullers, and all the other linebackers are out. So it's me and the running back, just basically one on one. I got Dham right behind me, so I mean, I just hit him as hard as I can. Yeah, <laughs> and he he gets. I mean, he kind of gets over on me a little bit, but uh, luckily Dham was there to uh, finish the play. Yeah, and this is that's one of the things you have been the reason, and, and coaches said it a number of times, or you know, Leslie Frazier said the reason the Bills are so because teams have tried. 
to pry you guys out of your nickel package. Mm -hmm. And Leslie has given you credit that you're the reason they don't have to because a place like the one we're looking at, I mean, you get it, you're a box safety, mm -hmm. actually, you're a box corner. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> yeah. because of that, because of your ability and willingness to do that, yeah. teams can't, don't dictate personnel groups the Bills' defense. And that, yeah. you know, that's. Yeah, you dictate to them. Yeah, you mm -hmm. di dictate to them. What, does, what benefits have you heard Leslie Frazier and those guys talk about that giving you over the course of a season? Why is that important? Uh, I feel like because a lot of times what teams try to do, especially now, is they'll put big people on the field and spread you out. You know what I'm saying? Just try right. to maybe try to get a small guy on a, on a linebacker or something like that and uh, really just try to pass the ball yeah, on yeah, you yeah. with big personnel. And um, I think I'm I'm pretty uh, physical enough to, to be in there. Obviously, I'm smaller, but I feel like I'm physical enough to play in the box, you know. And uh, if they run the ball with the bigger people versus, I mean, if they're spread out, then obviously I feel like I can That's cover your them. matchup. Yeah, 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 exactly. I know – you know, you guys have a lot of respect for this Dolphins offense. It's been high-flying pretty much since after you guys played them the first time and after Tua got back in the lineup. The last two weeks have been a little bit of a struggle for them. So as you're reviewing film mm -hmm. and you see some of these struggles, obviously Coach Frazier handles a game plan and he'll tell you what you guys are going to do. Mm -hmm. But what is the reaction when, you know, you're seeing all these highlights over the six-week stretch when they were on a winning streak – and then you see two games back-to-back -back like this with two very different defensive approaches, by the way. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, San Fran's playing their zone, and they do their thing, and they win that way. And then the Chargers say, we're going to press them up and go yeah, yeah, yeah. and shut off everything in the middle of the field. Mm -hmm. When you see two different approaches work, I'm just curious, like, how do you process all of that? Like, oh, these guys stopped them with this. These guys stopped them with that. Like, mm -hmm. there's a whole different – there's a menu of options, yeah. it seems. Yeah, yeah, how do yeah. you interpret, like, that stuff? I mean, you just – you take – you watch the film, and you just take what you learn from, from what those – Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Some teams did, and even the teams previous that had maybe some success against them, you know. So really just taking what we learned, even our game, what we learned from our game and just taking with it and 
just trying to tweak some things to, to be better at it. Gotcha. Well, it's good having you on. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming in after practice. Most uh, definitely. Congratulations on a great season. I'm glad you – it's got to feel good that you're the one guy who's been on the field. I don't think – you're the only guy out in the back seven who's missed – who's not missed any time. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, thankfully. I'll knock on wood for you. For sure. We know how important you are out there. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the time, Taryn. Mm -hmm. We appreciate it. We're going to turn now to the post-practice podium where Cole Beasley is addressing the media. Let's go there now. I just knew I still wanted to play. Um, you know, the the retirement was more of um, it wasn't the situation I thought it was going to be going to Tampa. Um, so all I knew was uh, that wasn't where I wanted to be. So um, went home from there. But you know, I've I've still been working out. Still wanted to play. Um, reached out to Brandon. You know, I, did, I didn't like the way things ended here. Um, I told him that and. You know, when I first got here, uh, my, me and my family fell in love with this place. So um, just wanted to get back to that and uh, end it off right. Um, a lot of different reasons. Um, you know, as we know, you know, last two years uh, were, were difficult on everybody. Um, but, you know, I don't really want to go into all the things that we talked about um, with uh, me and Brandon and, and Coach McDermott, but, you know, there needed to be some conversations there that, that we needed to have. And, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just happy that, you know, we all could do that um, as men and, and, uh, and talk about it and resolve issues. Now that that's taken place, mm -hmm. as you rejoin teammates and, and join the team out here, do you have a sense that, that all of that is kind of behind you guys? Does anything linger? Oh, yeah, for sure, no. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I would be here if it, if it were. So, um, you know, and I never, there was, there was never any problem with, with teammates in the locker room. Love these guys to death. They were, we've been talking the whole season. Um, I've, I've missed them so much. You know, the, the bond that I built, I built with these teammates here are, are any bond with any team that I've, that I've ever been. I mean, I only played for two, but, um, you know, it's a different team every year. Uh, Played seven with the Cowboys, but the three here just left uh, a huge mark on me, and, and you know it's hard being away from the guys. Are you surprised that your free agent market wasn't stronger? Like, I'm sure you left here thinking you were going to be in a camp pretty soon, right? Yeah, well, there were opportunities, um, just not the ones that I really wanted. Um, so, I mean, was I surprised a little bit? Yes, um, but. You know, it, it is what it is. Um, but I'm happy to be back here. Uh, I feel like this is the place I belong. Um, you know, being somewhere different for a little bit it just didn't it didn't feel right to me. So um, I'm I'm glad to be back here with with all the guys I'm familiar with, and um, you know, I miss them to death. So it's awesome. Yeah, no, that's 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 a great question because you know when you when you re retire, you know there's there's a lot of things to think about and um, you know a lot of you know thought about the past and and what happened or how someone should have handled things, you know. And um, there were a lot of things that I want back, um, and you know it's it's hard to to sit there and, and watch people playing a game you love when you still you know have the drive to do that.
Um, like I was retired, but it, I didn't want it that way. So it was, it was, it was hard just watching football every week and especially seeing the guys. I miss being, you know, just the this warmups like. That's some of my favorite times, uh, just with the guys in the locker room getting ready for the game. I just miss that so much, and um, and then just playing the game itself. But yeah, you, you definitely think about a lot of things, and it puts things into perspective for you, and um, it's a humbling experience for sure. Um, yeah, it's hard to see everything um, watching it on TV. So I mean, it wasn't it wasn't any I could I would have done this or I could have done that. It wasn't that, but I watched them every week. I watched the Cowboys every week too. You know, just because there's guys I still talk to from there as well. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely kept um, track of everybody and just you know loved to watch the games because we would talk about it. Um, I would talk about it with some of the players. Like I said, I was constantly talking to everybody here um, the whole season. So. Uh, I don't know. You know, is is kind of see how I feel today, and um, you know, we'll see where everything goes. But I don't, I don't have too much information on that right now. So. How about in terms of, you know, you said, I think Brandon mentioned you were playing some basketball. You've been working out, yeah. trying to keep in shape, and obviously you would have familiarity with it. How often, how familiar is this offense to you within all of that? Too? It's yeah, it's still it's still the same. They just call plays a little differently, but it's um, terminology still the same and. It's just really getting used to hearing everything again, and, and you know there's a lot of moving parts uh, that you have to listen to with motions and stuff, and, and that changes where you are in the formation. So it's just getting getting back used to hearing everything and then lining up. But um, the offense is, is still the same, and you know my my first five or six years in the league, that's you know training. All I used to do was I would work out for like an hour and a half, and I would play pickup basketball. I wouldn't touch a route the whole off season until OTAs. Um, that's how I trained my first six years. So, because it's, I mean, really, I played quarterback in high school. So me playing the slot was all just from from playing basketball. I was just trying to figure out how to get open. Um, so a lot of it comes from that. You were game ready. Oh yeah, yeah. I would. Well, that's another reason why I played basketball. Because I remember in high school going from football to basketball, I'd be dying on the court at first. You know, you wouldn't think it was that much different, but and I ran a lot in high school uh, playing football, so and you wouldn't think it was that big of a difference, but it's definitely a different, you know, conditioning. Conversations with Brandon and Sean, mm -hmm. kind of talking through some things. You were pretty polarizing with the fan base, too, at times. Yeah. What's your message to them? I mean, there's a lot of people that supported you, some that maybe were frustrated at times. What's your message to all of them? Coming back? Yeah, no, I, I love the fan base here. There was... Um, there were some times last year where, where I would get some stuff from people and it would be a little frustrating just because, you know, before it, was, it wasn't like that. So it was a change, you know, and nobody's perfect. You know, I didn't handle everything how, you know, how I wanted to. And, you know, a lot of that was, was a big reason I wanted to come back as well. You know, I got, um, I don't know, it's, it's really the Internet world, you know, with that because outside of there it was nothing you know, negative for the most part. Um, and, you know, most of it was just thinking about my kids and, you know, them having to deal with things too. I mean, there was a, there was a time last year and it really, it really killed me. And, uh, I think, uh, my son, you know, there was a, there was a kid that came up to him and, and, uh, told him that he couldn't come to his, his birthday party because his mom didn't like me. And my son had no idea what, they have no idea what's going on. I don't, I don't, we don't talk about anything 
political or anything. You know, they're, he's, he was seven years or seven or six years old, seven years old at the time. And, uh, you know, we didn't involve them in that. So him hearing something like that, it was just like he had no idea why, though, you know. So it was it was difficult, man. Um, like I said, I just wanna, wanted to right a lot of wrongs around here and um, be with the teammates and play football again and, and just get back to football. I don't understand. I don't understand what you're asking. Um, just in those conversations with Brandon and Sean. Yeah. Did anything change your perspective of how things ended here? Well, well, yeah. You know, there was, like I said, there was a lot of things that you know I wish I could have done differently. So we we talked about a few of those things and uh, got it sorted out. I was just gonna say Isaiah said uh, something like the floor is all yours. Coming back. You, you play this slot position, and mm -hmm. it seems to me like that's still a hard thing for teams to find, the guys that can really play that. Do you believe you bring something different in that sense that they as talented as the other guys are, mm -hmm. that maybe is missing or that you feel it fits you the best? Uh, well, you know, they've done a good job. It's not like, you know, they're, I mean, they're 10 and 3 right now, right? So, I mean, it's not like... It's, I'm coming to a bad football team. I mean, they're they're good in all areas, but um, like like you said, I have I have played it for a long time. I got a good understanding for defenses and and how they work, and I know how to manipulate defenders and and um, create more space within whatever defense they're they're playing. Um, and I've I've been able to do that for a long time with playing quarterback. My dad was my head coach. Um, so I had a good knowledge of coverages and how they worked early, and not everybody gets to grow up like that and, you know, have your dad behind you kind of, kind of schooling you up on everything. So um, I feel like I can do that better than anyone, um, you know, as far as reading coverages and, and adapting and reacting to, to what they're doing um, and then controlling how they play it. So, um, you know, I feel like I can still do that for sure. All right, that's Cole Beasley addressing the media, clearly um, humbled by the way his tenure ended with the Bills and, you know, all of the engagements he had on social media dealing with the COVID situation. And it looks like he really did want to atone for a lot of that stuff in coming back to the team. He said himself he wasn't happy with the way it ended. Yeah, I, I get it totally, Even, not just for him, but for his family as well and his football career. And um, he had too many – I think he had probably had too many good times. You could tell by the things he was saying about the players and the games that he had too many good times here uh, both on the field and with his family and professionally and personally to see it end the way it did and just just not, just not come back. Yeah. Um, so it's I, I'm sure he's very anxious to come in and uh, and gain some – good feelings back about how it was here in Buffalo. Certainly sounds like he has the right mindset going forward now, and we'll see where it goes, whether he plays this week or whether it has to wait until next week. Either way, Cole Beasley back in the fold. We'll take a break here. When we come back, Josh Allen addressing the media. We'll get his thoughts on the upcoming game Saturday night against the Dolphins next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collada Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. <laughs> to the post-practice podium once again. This time, it's Josh Allen addressing the media. Well, it was, uh, it's good to have him back. Obviously, uh, we've missed him. Um, just his presence, you know, everybody in the locker room 
loves that guy. Um, you know, I kind of found out about it last week. Uh, Bean kind of told me, like, hey, we're thinking about doing this. Um, you know, I was like, I'm, I'm all for it. And I know that the guys in the locker room would feel the same way. Um, so, yeah, happy to have him back. You had a great connection. Well, 82 set receptions his last two years were here. So, obviously, you've got a nice feel for him. Do you expect you could pick that up relatively quickly here if he gets on the field? I, I definitely think so. I think, you know, the rapport that we've had with each other the last few years, um, again, the communication that, you know, he sees the field like a quarterback when he's out there, you know, especially in zone coverages and just being able to trust him. And, uh, obviously, it's gonna, it's not gonna be perfect right away, uh, but to, to kind of go back and maybe sit down and, and watch some film and just talk about some different things maybe that we're doing. Um, again, I don't know if he's playing or not. I don't know really what the plan is, um, but if he's ready to go, we'll be ready to go with him. Um, and that's, yeah, that's it. What did you see from him on the practice field today? You think he's ready to go out there this week if given the opportunity? I, I mean, I, I think so. That's, I think that is, uh, remains to be seen. I think it's really relying upon him and how he's feeling too. Um, don't want to rush somebody out there, and especially if you know, not sure what the game plan is and, and things of that nature. So again, just making sure that we have the ultimate trust uh, when we put him out there. He knows what's going on, and I got no no, no doubt that he does. But um, again, we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. This morning, he said that, that Cole is unique and that he sees the field like you do. Um, now, I think I understand that. Can you kind of take me inside that, though, how it actually applies, you know, within game and, and leads to maybe some of the success? That you yeah, have? when it comes to zone coverages, like he he knows where defenders should be at. He knows leverages. Uh, he knows what windows that I'm looking at, um, and he's just got such a good feel. You know, if he if he's not seeing me, he's going to find a window where he can see me. And um, again, just smart where he, he knows when it's man, it's zone. We run different concepts with him uh, because he can, again, he can read basically two guys at one time, um, which not everybody can do. It's not the easiest thing, um, but definitely some concepts that maybe we'll bring back if he's, if he's back. But again, who knows if that's going to happen. It's been difficult to replace that, obviously, taking nothing away from anyone else. And obviously you're dealing with an injury with, with Jameson, but as you look at running this offense, to have that element back, how valuable is that relative to, to everything that you guys try? Yeah, well, I think our guys have been doing a really good job. I think, um, you know, obviously Isaiah, you know, taking advantage of some some man-to-man reps inside, uh, running away from guys, and that's that's what he's that's what he's really good at. Throwing Steph in the slot a few times um, this season has been uh, really beneficial for us as well too. Um, but you know, it's just another option for us. You know, for for him to go out there and be an extension of the run game. Um, Maybe do some, again, just some, some older concepts that uh, maybe we haven't ran that much this year. Um, but again, I think, I think we feel comfortable. With- T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Where we're at with him and, and uh, with the other guys that we got going. As you've looked at the tape this week of the Dolphins, what is different about their front now with Bradley Chubb in the mix? Um, again, I th- they're they're playing really well. I think um, Phillips is playing at a high level right now. Obviously, bringing in and trading for a guy like Bradley Chubb, who's you know one of the premier pass rushers in the league. Um, their safety number eight Holland is uh, flying around. He makes a lot of plays. He's their captain. Um, makes all their calls for them, and he's he's flying around. He's a he's a heck of a young talent, too. And again, they they do such a good job of getting to the quarterback and making um, making it hard. For, for the quarterback to see things and they're you know bringing pressure from this way and bringing it from that way and um, again we just got to be on our P's and Q's understand our base rules um, and I got to be uh, spot on with protection and, and if we're going to make any adjustments to their pressure they were after him almost every snap are you expecting that you're going to probably see something like that I mean I'd like to say yes but who, who knows um, you know these division games especially when you play teams twice and we've played we've played them a lot um you know and they they know us and we know them and i you know i i can sit here and say they're going to bring zero every play and they might not bring it at all and so again we're going to have to just in game and and feel the flow of what what their game plan is going to be um but again that that first few drives would be a fill-out process and just kind of understand you know again trusting my eyes trusting the protection trusting the the rules that we have and um again making adjustments as we go it is going to be a cat and mouse game with that Dolphins defense. You know, they brought pressure a good amount of the time back in week three, and Josh was killing him with the checkdowns. Absolutely killing him. Yeah. Um, Singletary had like seven, eight catches in that game because he kept utilizing the checkdown options. Cook had a couple of catches in that game, too, and he took a lot of the short dump off stuff. And at the end of the day, he's got 400 yards passing. Yeah, it was a big day for Josh. They had a ton of snaps in that game, too, yeah. and they dominated time of possession. And it, it and actually, ironically, I think that cost them because they were out there so much uh, in the heat. They never got a chance to recover, and, and uh, the Bills' defense really did a nice job on the Dolphins as well. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm anxious to see this game. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see you tomorrow with Field Yates and Thurman Thomas. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 